Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us for Devotionables, brief devotions for busy people. My name is Gabriel. We continuing. Uh, we are continuing today in Psalm 22. We've been going through the Psalms, going through Dr. Betz's book, 40 Days in the Psalm. Get you a copy if you already haven't. I've been reading through it, been blessed, learned a lot. I know you will too. Psalm 22. We don't know the exact circumstances of what's going on in David's life, but we know it's bad. We know that he's probably even he's in such danger that he's near death or death is right around his corner. And that seemed to always be the experience for David. Though in this journey, we've seen that he has been praying and God answering prayer. In this particular situation, he's wondering where God is. Has God gone AWOL? Has God forsaken him? Has God abandoned him? Has God deserted him? It certainly feels that way in the knowledge of God's promises and God's past behavior and faithfulness are not jiving. They're not, it's not coming together with David's current experience and situation. David knows the promise of Joshua 1.5, where God said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will, I will not abandon you. I will not forsake you, right? And right now, David's like, God, where are you? I don't know where you are. Verse 1 says, the Psalm of David, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning, Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. So he's like, I'm crying out, God, where are you to be found? I'm in danger. You're my only hope. Right? And it's coming out of Psalm 20. Uh, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord of God. I'm trusting in you and you alone. Where are you? Why have you forsaken me? And then he begins to pin some of the experiences that he's having, right? In verse 7 and verse 8, all who seek me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. They say, he trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. He goes on in verses 16 through 18, For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. David is in trouble. He's in a bad way. He, he's near death. Like, you know, as Dr. Best points out in his book, like they're casting lots for his clothing because dead people don't need clothes. They have no respect of David. And David's experience right now is not jiving up with what he knows to be true about God. God, where are you? But he continues to cry out, and the Lord answers. In verse 21, you have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. And the rest of the psalm goes out to praise God for God's deliverance and salvation that David experiences. In verse 28, he says this, For kingship belongs to Yahweh, and he rules over the nations. That should uh, take our minds back to Psalm 2. Remember, we're supposed to read the Psalms through the lenses of Psalm 1 and Psalm 2. And Psalm 2 is the, the kingship psalm that Yahweh is king. The Lord is king. There is no other king. All other kings bow down to him. At the end of that psalm, Psalm 2, verse 12, So blessed are all who take refuge in him. David was taking refuge in the Lord. And ultimately, we, that refuge is best seen in the cross, where Jesus himself is our refuge, where he is the propitiation for our sins. As I was reading through uh, the description that David was given, no doubt these verses were coming to your mind as those were reflect that of what happened at the cross. You think about Mark 15. You know, no other psalm alludes to the suffering of Jesus as frequently as Mark 15. We got the little tidbit from this book here, 40 Days in the Gospel of Mark. Dr. Cook wrote that book. And so you, we read those verses. Jesus, of one of the seven things that he said from the cross, 
My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He cries out. That very first verse of 22, which we read, that's a prayer of Jesus on the cross, where God seemingly goes AWOL on Jesus and forsakes Jesus. Why? Because in that moment, Jesus was taking all the sin of the world upon him. In that moment, he was taking the unmitigated wrath of God for that all who look to him in faith may have a refuge in him. Refuge in him. So that he was forsaken, that you and I might never be forsaken. So that the author of Hebrews might say, quoting from Joshua, that I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Why? Because I did it to Jesus. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So when your experience is not jiving with your knowledge, you look to Psalm 22, you look to the cross and say, Thank you, Jesus. And just as David was saved, Jesus was saved, vindicated, raised from the dead for our justification so that you and I might too one day be raised, never forsaken by the Lord. Blessings to you today. Hope that word encourages you. Look to Jesus.